Definitely got some <laughs> ulterior motives. He's got a, he's got a play until he's forty, so he can pay these debts. He has. Yeah, pretty much. Bro. Like you're not fooling anybody, AP. <laughs> Second rounder, but it could become a first rounder conditionally, yeah. right? It just has to play 75, 75% of the offensive snaps. Oh, so really? Like, yeah, so it's like, like barring injury, it'll become a first round pick. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So a first and a third, basically. You said that's if Wentz plays 75%? Okay. I And then Phillip Rivers is retired, correct? Like, he's gone. So it's, yeah, it's his team. There's no one else that would really be, you know, under center. What is your, this is what we were talking about last week. You were like, he needs this fresh start. Is this? He needs it. And he gets a good, he gets to pair up with Frank Wright. His old coach from when he was in Philly and he had, you mm-hmm. know, that MVP type season. So it'll be, it'll be good. I think, it, I think he needs it. I mean, I think he just needs an organization that like believes in him. I think he kind of lost that with Doug Peterson and then with them drafting Jalen Hurts and then they started playing Jalen Hurts and the team was even starting to look a little bit better on offense. Um, and I think he just kind of, he lost his swag and they were talking about this on first take, but he knows that he didn't win them that championship. Nick no. Foles won them that championship. So I think that kind of hurt his pride some. Um, so yeah, I think it, this will this will give us a real glimpse to see if he can get back to who he was in that being in that uh, championship type of um, before prior to you know him getting injured and being in that MVP race. If he can get back to that, get back to that, they'll be good. I mean, because they have you think about the weapons that's around him from Jonathan Taylor at the running back spot to uh, Paris Campbell, uh, T.Y. Hilton. Not to mention the other side of the ball. They are like a top 10 D, so. I mean, then that old line with Zach Martin, like, I think they gave up 19 sacks total mm-hmm. last year. So, they're, he's in a very good spot. I mean, they got Mo Ali Cox at the tight end. Like, they, they're loaded. Yeah, it's basically like the ball's in his hand to either excel or, yeah, drop he's, the ball. So, I think it'll, I think it'll help. Do you think – does that – so, I mean, because Phillip Rivers played all right last year. I mean, he's obviously not he what he can't was. can't run no. half as good as Wentz can. No, definitely not. So, like, I, I would assume – obviously, if Wentz plays like he did their Super Bowl year, that's a huge improvement. But, like, that could be a stretch. So, like, realistically, what is your thought? Like, what, where does, the, does this improve them? I think it does. Um, the Where it's going to come well, – I think where it's going to come into play is, like, you know – you know, Philip Rivers can, I think he's maybe a little bit better at reading defenses. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I mean, if Wentz can really put the skills that he has and into that offense, and, you know, if he can play, I don't even necessarily think that he has to play at his peak, right? Of when he get when he was in that MVP. But if he can get somewhere similar to that or get close enough to it, I, they, I, they're easily, they're already like a playoff team. I think they would even make the playoffs even if they had Jacoby Brissett as their uh, uh, quarterback next year, um, just because that, that's how solid that D is and that's how good of a weapons that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that can put them in contention to 
um, win their uh, win their conference, though. I, I will go so far to where, say that. Where are they drafting this year? They're. I'm not sure. In the first round, it's got to probably be like a low middle. The Colts are drafting. If my computer were low, they are drafting 21st. Their running back position solid. Obviously, we said they don't need any D. So I would almost think. What do you think? Like a receiver or something like that? What would they? I mean, what would they go after? A, a receiver. Because Ty is um, getting old. Yeah, I mean, Ty's getting old, but they still have other guys though. Mm-hmm. They got Robbie Anderson. Like they still have. Um, they got Moali Cox. Like they have other guys on their roster that I feel like are pretty solid. Um, receivers. They got Zach Pascal, Michael mm-hmm. Pittman Jr. Like they. They got really solid guys. Yeah, they just have to. But I mean, it, 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 in Paris Campbell, I mean, Duke can just flat out run. He so can. I mean, it may not, it may not hurt to try to go and see if you can get like a speedster, like someone that can kind of just stretch the what's in there. You kind of get like that Tariq Hill type of thing, or because I think just a deep ball threat. Yeah, and having that in there, so you can get something like that wouldn't hurt. For sure. For sure. Who else is in their division? I'm they to... so they're in that division with uh, Tennessee, Houston, and Jacksonville. So Houston, I mean, that's not. It's a bust. It's... <laughs> Even well, but like, and how far? I mean, I guess we can talk about this in a second, like a because uh, we'll go in more detail. If I mean, Jacksonville sucked this year, so I mean, it's the, they're basically competing with Tennessee. Obviously, Jacksonville. We're going to talk about all the improvements they're about to make, but. I would think as of right now, you'd still have to say Tennessee is going to be like their number one competitor to win the division. Pretty much. I think it's a toss up. And and the only reason why you would give it to Tennessee right now is just because they have more time. They have that continuity with one another. Right. Mm -hmm. And they know who they are as a team. Even though you still got, I think they still got to get some things to figure it out on their defensive line. Yeah, if they uh, if they had a defense that was firing on all cylinders, bro, they'd be a right. Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Like, they just got to get clown. They clown has to get figured out. Like he really has to start showing up and showing who he really is and why he was worth the money that he was worth or the money that he was asking. Uh, yeah, is he? He's not a free agent, is he? No, he's not a free agent. Um, but he's got. To start performing he was out a lot last year with injury like he's he's got to get on the field and start playing um and i mean they, they got your guy yeah my your boy receiver. yeah you know what i mean so Corey davis is pretty good too they're they're solid well let's go to the other team then in the uh in that division jacksonville like what they got urban meyer all signs point to obviously Trevor Lawrence is going to be like the first overall pick, but this goes back to Deshaun, bro. And I floated this um, to my friend the other day, and we talked about it. And now it's actually like on sports radio talk, so it was like interesting. Like, if you're Jacksonville, would you give that number one pick up for Deshaun? Because I would. Hell yeah, I would. Because we don't know what Trevor. We think he's going to be great, right? right. But like, Deshaun's Somebody a bona fide five star quarterback like yeah like we know what he could do mm-hmm. and somebody brought this up too like trevor lawrence in big games he's been okay he's got he, clemson got a championship out of him but they lost the other two yeah 
Or he lost those other playoff games, right, Mm -hmm. against teams that had, like, solid defenses. And you think, like, you know, those defenses are only going to get stronger in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Not to say that I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a bust. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Whereas Deshaun Watson, he's proven. So if you if, if, if the Texans are like, look, we'll give you Deshaun, but we need that number one pick, pull it. Trigger fast. But my so I if I'm if I'm Deshaun Watson though, before I got traded, since he does have that no trade clause, I would have a conversation with Urban Meyer because we would have to talk about that his hiring decision and trying to bring on Chris Doyle, that <laughs> old uh strength and conditioning coach. Like we would have the conversation about that. Like what made you think that that was a good idea? Yeah, definitely. Especially knowing the league that you're coming into and the stuff that he had and that baggage that he had, like if. So I would address that with Urban Mike because I, I that that just looked really bad. That was a te- like really did man. Decision. Just seemed like a boneheaded move. Like what were you, did you think no one was gonna like? He was looking was... up on one of his friends. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know you kind of go to that adage thing of you know it's, it's a good old boy type of move, and that's mm-hmm. really what it kind of reeked of. Um, because I mean he even mentioned about well I've known him for twenty years and still be a piece of shit. That part. <laughs> That part. So yeah, I would have that conversation. But if you if if he would be, they would question him again, his decision making again. If they didn't, if he wasn't like like do that now, like mm. where's the accept button? I mean, it makes for an interesting headline for Jacksonville because they got the number one over pick and they just you know brought Urban Meyer on. But I don't know if he's coached before, but there's been a lot of stories of coaches switching from college to pro or vice versa and it not working out man I mean you can just look at recently Harbaugh going to college he sucks he should be fired I know you're a Michigan fan I'm not I'm gonna say it Harbaugh should go like that dude's an embarrassment to what Michigan is um look at Saban he went to what the Dolphins uh he was an amazing college coach sucked when he went to the NFL so it's like I don't know if that's necessarily gonna change life and I like Urban Meyer but um It'll be interesting. I think there's a big hype around Jacksonville right now, and they do have the potential to really elevate, but they could also just stay right where they are. So, so uh, I do. I think that Harbaugh should be fired. That's <laughs> that's your 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 mind. I'm about to dissect everything you I just said. said. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't Hold on. that part. I you will not like, go past and let this U of M bashing go on. Go ahead, man. I really, I really want to hear you try to defend this man because that dude. No, so I would say this: you look at the recent coaching that we have, and tell me he's not had. He hasn't been the most successful since Lloyd Carr. Sure, if that's what you're no sure that it's just fact. He has been right. This is the first losing season that he's had since he's been here. Yeah, right. That's you know, true. To me. And then you look at the players that he's been able to produce and put out, they've been good. Do I think he deserved to come back? Eh, I think we could, there was, but then you also look at the landscape of like, I, somebody put this to me and I was like, damn, you're right. Like who else is out there that you could have went and got? I, no, I, I understood the move when it happened. I'm just saying five years in, you've been pathetic. And like you said, I guess I mean, the best. We haven't, since... been, we haven't been great. We haven't been the greatest. I will, I will admit to you, like the, do you expect more out of it, but it's like also like, we've been we've been competing we've been there we just haven't gotten over that hump and i think that's the thing and so hopefully we can get over that okay 
now that I got that out, I'm good now. Such a uh, fan. <laughs> yeah. But you also look at Harbaugh though. He, he was like he was successful in the NFL. Oh, for that's what I'm saying. Like that transition doesn't always work out, man. Yeah, I guess. and I mean, because you even look at uh, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, he's been okay. Like they haven't. There's still some things I feel like they still have to kind of figure out. And I don't know if that's on him or if it's them getting like the right players. I mean, he's done great as far as like, like getting moves, as far as getting players. So we'll see. Um, but it, you're right. I mean, a lot of coaches have have struggled a lot. Yeah. Um, going making that switch. So it'll it'll be interesting how he does. Um, in in the players that he goes after too. Because, you know, you may – you have – sometimes you have those coaches where, like, I remember coaching him in college. Let me make sure – let me see if I can go and get him, right? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens. Do you remember when we were working at Champs and uh, <laughs> Michigan muffed that punt? Don't, do not. <laughs> do not. The I ball was free. I <laughs> – Listen, I was like, bet game. We won that. And there's no way we're about to lose this game. We're about to kick it off. And, you know, we're about to just punt it off. And that's game. And then next thing you know, I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, I, bro, I. That was amazing. Dog. Oh, that was crazy. And then who was it? Who was it that showed me that video? What was the uh, big boy's name? Uh, Josh. Yes. Josh showed me that video. I was hurt, bro. Like, how the hell did he drop the fucking punt? Right. Like, he dropped the snap. And then you, rather than just falling on, he tried to pick it up again and kick it. And like, yeah, that was, that was insane, bro. I just remember looking at you and you were like, Michigan's lost. And like, you just look so depressed. Because I I knew we won the game. That was insane. I knew we won the game. That was one of like the craziest endings I've ever seen to a football game. Ever. Between that and that Alabama Auburn, like, Oh, that, yeah. Like that, those are probably the two craziest, like, endings of a game, probably. Yeah. It's just, it's unexpected. Was the Auburn one where you return the punt return for a touchdown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was No, nuts. it wasn't the punt. No, it wasn't the punt. A kick? They, yeah. went for the, they went for the field goal. Yes, and he caught in the end zone. It. Yep. Yeah, and ran it all the way back. That was nuts, bro. That was some Devin Hester yeah. shit. That was crazy. Really he just ran it right up the sideline. Like, that was, and that was one of the, I think that was one that was, like, Alabama hadn't been beaten in forever. Like, that was their first mm-hmm. loss in, like, a year or two. That was crazy, yeah, bro. Was crazy. Whew. Whew, You know, there's a lot of free agents right now that no one's really talking about, though, man. Like, the Steelers, in my opinion, are not going to win eight games next year. Like, they started off 11-0 and this year. I don't even see them winning eight altogether this year. They have a lot of free agents that are leaving. Uh, I don't know what's going on with James Conner, but they have no resemblance of a run game. Bud Dupree might be on his way out. Juju's, they're saying, like, as good as gone. Um, and what's up with Big Ben? No one knows what his – you know, it's just like they have a lot of things up in the air, and I don't see them having that successful of a season, especially with the emergence of the Browns. So so I, what I read as far as Ben is that they, they're looking to restructure his contract to where he'll get a little bit less and then it just kind of almost as like it will be paid out in later date at, mm-hmm. um, and later time. So that way it's not hitting so much as their cap. So they can try to do their best and try to get a lot of their defensive guys back, like okay. Bud Dupree and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, there are a lot of guys that I think are being missed. Cause like, I don't know if a lot of, enough people are talking about Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Led the league in touchdowns, right? 
Are you season uh, ago? Uh, not last season, but the season before. Yeah, yeah. reception touchdowns. Um, uh, what is it? The tackle, Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. Like him. Like there's a lot of guys that Levante David. Like we spoke about them last week, but yeah, those are sure. big pieces that Von um, Miller. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I just yeah, I heard about that. Uh, Will Fuller. Yeah, Will Fuller will be an interesting piece because he got suspended uh, for a couple games for PDs, right? But he, before that, he was balling. Um, he was. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Where did I see? Dude, I saw a report that said he's going to go to the Patriots. I was like, what on earth? <laughs> that would be a, a sight to see, to say the least. Then, hold on. They have what, what pick do they have? The sixth? Patriots? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft. Um, it's probably top ten for sure because they didn't hit five hundred, did they? They were seven and no, nine. They were seven and nine. Yeah, they no. Where did do they not? The fifteenth. Oh, fifteenth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, we so, entered. I mean, that's another one. You got Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. That'll be an interesting one, uh, the 49ers, if we're talking about, like, you know, who's going to step forward and who's going to step back. They were obviously just destroyed by injuries and players opting out and stuff like that. Like, do they resurge this year? Like, I, I, I don't know because they're – it's very a shaky situation over there. I don't know how much I trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I – do you think he's going to stay there? Like, do you think they're going to try to trade him? I'm trying to remember what he got. When he left the Patriots, they signed him like a five-year, hundred something, twenty million dollar contract. Like I, I don't think he's elite by any means. I think he can manage the game. Uh, but who, like, who wants to take on that contract for that risk? Is I guess what you'd have to figure out. And I think that's where I've heard people say floating rumors, like, what if he went back to New England? You know? Yeah. I, I have no idea. I'm just worried about the Saints quarterback situation. That's the only thing that I care about. Listen, we we had this conversation. Don't fucking say it, Mo. Just accept it. We got starting quarterback. Week one started quarterback for the Saints is Jameis Winston. And stop playing with that man. Put some respect on his name. You're not willing well, to accept that. When did you become such a big Jameis Winston fan? I'm bro? not a Jameis like, Winston fan. I just like fucking with you. One. <laughs> but two, like. Some respect on his like, name. Like, put some respect on the Jameis. He threw like, 30 interceptions his last season. Right. Well, okay. So he threw, he made some bad decisions. Right. But a like, lot of bad decisions. Don't ignore the fact that he still threw for 5,000 yards either. I, sure. I guess. I, that's just such like a. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like an empty calorie season like you're just like okay you threw 30 touchdowns and had the most yards but you threw 30 picks your team was what seven and nine like you just didn't look good like i i, I want nothing to do with that man i i do know he probably went to new orleans those because they got that good seafood and we know how he feels about crab legs that's you are not talk about letting somebody live <laughs> that's Dang. i was thinking about it i was like why would he go there and that's what it is bro He's like, I can probably steal a lot of lobster from New Orleans and get away Terrible. with it. Nah, he don't need to steal it. So he got money now. Yeah, I guess so. I just don't want him. <laughs> you know, I wish him uh, happiness and safety in his life. And but let me ask you this though: Would you, let's say, like they're they're not going to make a, a quarterback move, right? The, Drew Brees retires. They're not going to make a quarterback move. 
do you think he are you, would you be more comfortable with him or Taysom Taysom Hill? <sighs> Probably uh Jameis and then I have Taysom Hill's like the I like I like Taysom Hill's role and I think that can expand even more now that he played starting quarterback, like give him that Swiss Army knife role in offense and let him throw some trick play balls, you know, but like he can't be your number one quarterback. Like that's just not, not number one like that. No. Have you seen him throw the ball? Oh, yeah, it's just not. It's, it's not. It's real sketchy. That's a good word for it. Because sometimes he's a good arm and, like, he can make some throws, but it's like he's not a starting caliber quarterback. No, um, he almost, I mean, he, he's very Tebow-esque. Yeah. That's a good way. Of, yeah. That's a, that's a good so. comparison. Um. I just I I'm delusional, but I'm just like holding out like they're gonna make a move for Deshaun or Russ or something like that, and you know at the last minute, just some blockbuster quarterback comes over to the Saints, and that's that's what I see in my dreams, and it's probably not gonna happen. But, uh, <laughs> and so I have to, we have to go back. So Clowney is a free agent. Okay, I thought I saw that, and yeah, guess what? He's only I saw? signed a one year deal. I forgot about that. He signed a one year deal. I was seeing that Baltimore might grab him. That'd be the pick. Yeah. Be yeah. the pick up for him. I, I am hoping, as far as things, let me, if I'm going to talk about the Lions, we need a pass rush. So if he wants to come to Detroit, I, will, I would not complain if Clowney wants to come to Detroit. Um, and we, um, we need we need receivers. So if we can, we, I think we need to find a way to get Galladay. Do I think he's going to come back to Detroit and get franchise tag? I, I'm not betting on it. Mm. Um, it's all right, bro. We're about to get Bud Dupree, Von Miller, Clowney, JJ Watt, <laughs> <laughs> Juju, everyone. It's definitely not going to happen. Levante David. Oh. Yeah, right. I appreciate what it. What if that nah. happened? What if they got in a group call and were like, yo, let's go to like a really shit team and make them really good? That'd be right. <laughs> Lions. <laughs> got it. Okay. We're good. We're in there. That would be dope, but it's not going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen, but no. wishful thinking. Yeah. Definitely wishful thinking. No, I agree with though. We need a lot on defense, though, because we also have, like, the worst linebacker core in the NFL. So, you know, a hole can be filled anywhere. I just don't see, like, you just said, like, even one of them, though, I don't see any premier free agent going to Detroit just because of the history and what they think the culture is, unless they're motivated by – Dan Campbell's, you know, emergencies head coach, like if they respect him or something. But uh, I will say this. I'll give – even though we, you know, we capped on him about him wanting to take people's knees out. You and, did. Uh, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Saints I, guy. I like him. so that's... I, I have to respect his coaching – his hiring decisions from a coaching standpoint like he's made some really good uh moves from um as far as like bringing in coaches that have played the game and they know the game and they know the intricacies of the game and so i give him mad respect for that okay like he i think he's he's brought in guys and this is what i appreciate this is where i feel like he can be a true leader is i i, I can appreciate somebody that knows that like this person is smarter than me in this situation so i need to bring that person on board and so i can and i can appreciate that I agree. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see. It. Like you said, I mean, he's made some good staff hires. How the culture of the team itself, obviously, the organization has just a long history of being crap. But like, just within the team in the locker room, it'll be interesting to see like their energy, um, how they play with for one another, you know, and like if it's just going to be another season of just lackadaisical bullshit, or are they, you know, busting their ass on every single play? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's just they gotta figure it out. It, it's, <laughs> it's you. Such a generic thing is, to say to the lions, but, but it's but it's real though, right? Like it's so it's so generic, but it really hits. Like that's really a thing. Like yeah, for the lions, because they don't have like, anything figured out. It's the basic shit with the lions that like can we get can we get some effort? Yeah, right. Right. Once we can get effort, okay. Now that we get effort, like, <laughs> can we be competitive? Okay. Now that we got competitive, okay, great. Now, can we win some close games? No. Like, can we not hurt ourselves in the game? Right. Like, can we not have turnovers or busted coverage? Like, it's just those things. Like, you just got to start small. Mm-hmm. Like fucking pee wee yeah pretty much man i'm just it's it's i love my relationship with the lions though because like i want them to do good but if you don't i I get to laugh it's funny i got the saints yeah i do that's not anything to be proud of right now either bro those dudes don't know i I just said y'all just need to find y'all got a quarterback if we got an elite quarterback it'd be on because all right let's not (laughs) who wants to need a w tonight that dude no they they'll they'll win like six games i'm feeling this season so but uh i want to push that go that you still are in that you're still in that conference and you have the carolina the and falcons you have um the falcons so what do you think like julio do you think he'd want to get out of there like it just seems like to end your career wouldn't you want to try to go somewhere with you know they they just a flailing organization too ever since brady came back on them they have just you know <laughs> That was it. I no, I, I don't. I think they can. They still. I feel like they with them. It's their defense. They have to get oh, that yeah. figured out, right? Their offense so is can, always fire. It's always top tier, right? Yeah. It's least, like at least top, either top middle to top tier. But they, if they can get that defense figured out, they can be competitive. Mm-hmm. Like they really can. And because you you go into every season like we got to be careful of the Falcons. Like you see the Falcons on on the on your schedule, you're like. That maybe that's gonna be a tough. It's a good game. point. Like they could hang forty on you. Like yes, yeah, yeah, easily. Like, I mean, you you got Julio Jones, you got Ridley, um, Gage. Was that the other receiver? Yeah, yeah. yeah then um, Gurley did not play. That I picked great. up from uh, yeah, Gurley. Like there is uh Freeman still there too? No, I don't think so. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, their offense is just—it's—it's it's, you know—it's pretty big firepower. I don't know. So, I don't yeah. know how much longer Matt Ryan or how much more he's got in the tank, but you know he can throw yeah, the ball. That's real. So, I mean, that division to me is just clearly the Bucks' division to lose. Like they—they they are you know far and away the best team. Um, it'll yeah. be interesting to see you know those big free agents. You know if they can retain them, but uh, even without them, it's you know they are the best team in that division so i see them easily being a top seed in the nfc um and taking the nfc south fairly easily yeah, yeah. it's not gonna be the, it's not gonna it may not be as competitive speaking of the books adrian adrian peterson said that he wants to uh <laughs> play with tom brady and uh win a championship and then he also said i want to be the tom brady 
of I the play of the running backs. That's how he said something along those lines. Yeah, play till he's forty. Yeah, one play till he's forty. But I think me and you both think he's got some ulterior motives he's behind that. Definitely got some <laughs> ulterior motives. He got he's got to play it till he's forty so he can pay these debts. He has. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, like you're not fooling anybody, AP. <laughs> like you got to, as his nickname is, he got to play all day. Well, Does he's saying do? too that he wants to um be like an all-time rusher and pass what's his name um is it Emmett Which I feel Smith? like it's fair yeah it's Emmett. I I yeah it's but I don't know how realistic it is bro he's at 14,820 yards Emmett Smith's at 18,300 yards so like you got 3,500 yards to go so if you want to play five six more seasons like that's possible I guess assuming you're going to get some kind of workload but like first of all get out of Detroit right. Because, yeah, yeah be whatever. Too much of a loaded backfield. Yeah. He's not going to get enough touches. Too much of a loaded, mediocre backfield. Uh, I wouldn't call it Swift mediocre. I think he's, he's pretty good. solid. Carry on just fell off the map, though. I don't know where don't that know. dude went. Like, what the fuck happened to carry on, bro? That was weird. Where does Adrian Peterson, is he top five running back of all time? Mm. That's a good-ass question. I think so. I think, I, yeah, I think he is. I mean, in his prime, was there a better all-around running back? Like, the dude did everything. In his and prime? Like, they're in a league? No. Dude, like, Mm-mm. ran through nobody, you, ran nobody around touching. you, stiff nobody arm, touching. like, that explosion. Um, The he, way he drived his feet. You'd have three guys trying to wrap him up, and he's still driving his feet. Like, the dude was – and that season after 2012 when he, you know, tore his Achilles and came back and damn near broke the single-season rushing record, it was like – this dude's a freak of nature, man. Yeah. I I miss watching him play in his prime because he was something to watch, for sure. Yeah, AP easily, easily. Oh yeah, top five. Okay, I mean, is he better than Emmett Smith? Hmm. So I don't think so. Um, because you look at the stuff that Emmett was able to. I think you had to take in the stuff that Emmett was able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know two, what I mean? Like two Super Bowls, I think. So two Super Bowls, leading all-time leading rusher. Like those things matter. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then I don't think anyone's putting like him above like Barry or Walter Payton. Um, so that would you know put him at four at best. I'm trying to think who else you'd even want to throw in there. Um, I mean, you could say um, what's his name from the Browns, Jim Brown. I mean, you can, yeah, I mean, you definitely have, you got Jim Brown, Sean, sorry, Sean Alexander. Yeah, well, Damian Tomlinson. Everyone forgets about him, bro. LD, uh, Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk Holmes. was a beast. Yep. I think Adrian, or AD is better than uh, both those guys, though. Marshall Falk and LT. And I loved LT, but uh, I don't know. AP was on a different level. It's um well it'll be interesting you know I don't know where he's gonna go he's a free agent right now and like the the question is and I heard Shannon Sharp say that like will he get the touches like will he get that workload or are they just gonna use him as like a once in a while rusher kind of like they did you know in Detroit um I don't see it happening I think he could maybe get another two thousand yards but this thirty five hundred that's a lot of yards bro and you're an old man so so quick comparison you think he's better than Eric Dickerson ooh. I mean, I don't watch Eric Dickerson play, but I know Eric Dickerson, he's the one whose record he almost broke, right? He had the single-season rushing record for the Rams. I think he had like 2,100 yards or something like that in a season. 
I know he was really good. I didn't watch him play, so I don't really think it's my place to say. But if I had to put my money on the two, I would probably say I just Adrian Peterson, like I said, is the most complete back I've ever watched in my lifetime. So it'd be hard for me to say otherwise. Did you watch Eric Dickerson play? No, I ain't that old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, AP was on another level. Yeah. Mad respect to him. Definitely, I think the greatest of this generation of running backs. And then LT, you'd have to put up there. And then early 2000s would be like Marshall Falk. But uh, my boy Reggie Bush, just kidding. He's definitely not an all time great. But uh, I love him, though. Reggie, you my man. Shout out to Reggie Bush. <laughs> so explosive, bro. Yeah, I mean, Reggie was super talented. Definitely one of the greatest college running backs there ever was. The dude yeah. was on another level in college. It was. It wasn't fair. It wasn't. And they had that other good running back too, Lindell White. Was that his name? Lindell, yeah. I don't know what happened brought, to him. He brought that power. Yeah, what they call him, Thunder and Lightning. That was mm-hmm. a great backfield right there, man. I, uh, I don't know what happened to him. Like, I'm sure he got drafted, but he must have not done anything. Nah, I don't think he uh, did all that well in the league. Yeah, that's weird how that happens, man. And even Reggie won a Super Bowl and had a couple, like, thousand-yard rushing seasons, or maybe just one. But, like, compared to what you would have thought he'd do, he did nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just weird how that plays out. It was because of what happened when he got hit when he was in New Orleans. (laughs) He got lit up. I don't think that had a permanent effect. <laughs> he did get lit up, bro. That was a bad play. Breeze yeah. <laughs> threw him out there to die. Yeah, bro. If I'm Dredgy, I'd be like, Drew, what the fuck was that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> when we get in this locker room after this game, I'm fucking you up. He still does that shit to Kamara. Kamara's pretty good at not getting, yeah. you know, slipping it. But Drew at the end there, man, like, was just like, fuck, dink and dunk. Like, I don't know what to do with this one. I don't want to get hit. No, exactly. <laughs> man, that's crazy, bro. Oh, I, I I just can't stop thinking about the Saints, but there's nothing else to really say about them. They're just, they're just scaring me, bro. I, I, I don't see any path for them to be successful this season, and – I really don't think they're even like a top. Oh, no, I don't even think they're a top five NFC team anymore, bro. The Green Bay's not going anywhere. The Bucks aren't going anywhere. Um, trying to think who else we'd put as a powerhouse in the NFC. I think the 49ers are going to reemerge. Yeah, they'll definitely um, be back. They'll definitely be back. Um, so who do you think NFC, and then we'll do AFC, is going to take like a huge step forward that we haven't been talking about? Because – Mm. Hmm. So I do. There's two teams that I that kind of first kind of jumped in my mind. They're kind of like okay teams this year. They're like 500 teams that I think could take a jump. Mm-hmm. And it's the Cardinals and the Raiders. Okay. Oh, and we're forgetting about the Rams because we both said we think they're going to be. Yeah, the Rams. Are, yeah, I think that's. A, yeah. I think if you look at the Rams right now, I would put them like between a top five to top eight team in the league um well talking about the cardinals bro like because i I heard today chandler jones isn't going anywhere so that's a good sign for them Um, they're gonna lock him back up what do they need to take that next step i don't know where they're drafting i can look that up but uh yeah i um i think they could still use um some help from a receiver standpoint i mean they got they got christian kirk um we know they got d hop 
Yeah, Christian Kirk was actually balling this year, bro. Yeah, but I don't. I, I still think there's. They can probably use a couple of pieces just to kind of give give some additional help. Um, I don't. I don't know if they. Kenyon Drake is solid. Yeah, but he's a free agent. That's what I'm looking at, dude. They've got Patrick Peterson as a free agent, Fitzgerald, Kenyon Drake, both their edge rushers, Marcus Golden and Hassan Reddick. Like it'll be interesting. Yeah. So, so I think for me, I think it's really just the the. The, on the defensive end, on the defensive side, they really have to kind of find a way to uh, get I some uh, get some of it. If they can get their defense together and actually be able to get like a decent pass rush, I think that's one of the things that they were really missing this year. Yeah, and their secondary, it's saying here, because I guess they have the 16th pick and they're saying they're going to take Joycey Horn, Horn, excuse me, who's a corner out of South Carolina. I never heard of him, but they do, like their D, I think their offense is pretty explosive. And if anything, they need to try to get like a lockdown D. Yeah. So. But I haven't heard that, like, because, I mean, the, you think about, too, like, the the secondary is, is just pretty solid. You got, you think you have Peterson, you got Buda Baker back there. So you have two solid pieces back there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got uh, Drecker Patrick, too. Uh, so they got, got, like, decent guys back there. I think it's just that that front, like, the, uh, you know, if they can figure out the, that linebacker, Cork say, I mean, they got uh Kennard from the Lions, which I mean, were we crazy about him? I'm not crazy about any player that's ever played on defense in Detroit, <laughs> Michigan. But uh, so I think if they if they can get if they can get that that front kind of figured out, I think they they can make some noise. And then, like I said, I think the Raiders, I think they just have to they got to figure it. they got to get a couple more pieces too. Yeah, the Raiders were very interesting, man. I really like Gruden, but like they looked so good the first half of last season and then fell apart like they looked yeah. like they had the chiefs figured out yeah they um i think they just got to learn to kind of like they just got to learn to win yeah put together you those gotta, close games yeah put together those close games they got to learn to win so if they can if they can do those things i think they'll be they can get back in there <laughs> I don't think they're really far. Ooh, I got a good question for you. So who's going to – who would you say you think is going to win the NFC East then? Because who won it this year? Washington? I don't know what moves they're about to make. Um, I, I I think the Cowboys are done, bro, and they're going to have to go back into a rebuilding phase. I think they're going to franchise tag Dak again or sign – or I don't know if they can do that, but I think they're going to sign him. I don't think he's leaving, but that line – is depleted. It's not what it was five years ago. Um, and I think Zeke is done too, man. Like that dude, Tony Pollard looked more explosive and better last year for the Cowboys than Zeke did. Like Zeke looks like he got his money and he's kind of just like, I'm going to stick to the middle of the pack now and not, you know, or it's injury. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't want to question his, you know, motivation and ambition to be great, but uh, he just doesn't look the same. And like, I wouldn't touch him in like a fantasy league. Like I just, I'd, I'd have no faith in that dude anymore. Yeah, I mean, because he, he didn't have a, even a thousand yards last year. So, um, but I think a lot of that was because of the um, injuries from on the offensive line. So they, you know, their offensive line is just not as good as it was when he was having that. And that that running game is very predicated on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think also affect the fact that they didn't have Dak back there either. Yeah. That I think that like you have Andy Dalton is, I think it's a bit of a, a different threat there. Um, what if Dak went to the saints? 
Can you let this go? <laughs> I was just like, I would like that, man. I'd be cool with that. Like, a, <laughs> I could do Dak. <laughs> I. So this is. Hmm. I don't know if who's gonna win. If I had to put my money on it today, I would say it would be the Cowboys. But the reason why I would say the Cowboys is because right now, all intents and looking like they're gonna resign Dak, right? He's gonna get he's gonna get it, right? They have the best quarterback in that they division. Do. Definitely. Right. And they have the best, he would have the best supporting cast in that division. Uh, I'm not wrong. That one, I, I he has the best receiving core. Um, I just don't know about, like I said, the run game in the O-line. I didn't, I didn't, you're breaking it down. I said supporting cast. As far as from an offensive standpoint, the weapons he has compared to, they're the best. That's fair. Yeah, offensive weapons. He's he does have the best. Now is Washington is definitely a, like a close second. Well, they've got some good offensive weapons, but their D is kind of what you know uh, that was what holds them up. And I yeah. think their thing is that they they just need a they need to figure out their quarterback situation, right? Mm-hmm. So as we're sitting things right now, that's why I would pick Dallas because of the fact that like we pretty much figured that Dak is coming back. So if you add him into that situation, he's the best quarterback in that in that division. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. we know that this is a quarterback-driven league. They just have to – Dallas is not – things on offense is not what they need to figure out. They need to figure out what the fuck they got going on on the defensive side. They're trash. Yeah. I mean, okay, so Washington's drafting 19th. Could they – I don't know if he's went up um, in, like, draft order, if he's projected high. Where is, like – is it named Josh Fields from Ohio State? Is that his name? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. He's not going to go that low. I, unless he kind of like just bombs mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the combine, I do not think – because they're already projecting that these quarterbacks are going to be gone within – and I'm including Mac Jones into that discussion along with like um, – What's the kid's name from North Dakota State? It's like Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance and Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Like those five guys, they're talking about they're going to be gone within like the first 10 picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which has never happened. Yeah. If he bombs at the combine, I never understood why the combine and these workouts mean so much to these NFL teams. Like the other day on ESPN, they were showing Trevor Lawrence like doing his pro day where he's throwing, you know with no pads on, with no one else in the field, just throwing to an open man. And I'm just like, who the fuck is at this pro day right now? Like, wow. There was, he can there hit an were, open receiver. What the thing is, is because let's say you have a – if you can't hit an open receiver with nobody rushing at you and you're struggling with that, then they know like, okay, like can he do this in a game? Definitely. But like we've seen him play. We know he can. Like who the fuck – I just – I, I – nah. They just know. want to get a. They just want to get closer eyes on. I guess yeah, his mechanics maybe and how he throws the ball. You want to see like, how he, yeah, how his. You want to see his foot movement. You want to see all that stuff. It's true. I'm too harsh, but still fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't know if it'll be the Cowboys though, bro. Like I, I would probably. I mean, it's not the Eagles. Um. God, no. What's up with the Giants, man? Saquon should be back. I, do Do you trust? What do you think of Danny Dimes? Like, do you? What's your assessment of him two seasons in? 
he is like Trubisky. Like he just you can't trust him. No, he can get like running, how do you though. fall down? You're <laughs> come on, bro. All you got to do is just stay on your feet. How do you fall down running? Like come on, dude. No. Like it's embarrassing. It is. Like if I could, I felt like if I could trust them a little bit more because they got some good pieces too. They got Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate. Like they got, they got, they got Ingram. Like they got pieces. I think it's their defense that they. Him. Yeah, I don't either. Or their D. I, they got that one really good linebacker. I forget dude's name. Uh, Blake Martinez. He's a beast. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't know really anything else about their secondary. I mean, they uh, got Dexter Lawrence. He's okay. pretty solid. Um, Leonard Williams, but I believe he's a free agent. Um, yeah, so they're out of it, basically, is what we're saying. Them and Philly I just don't. Not. Yeah, I just don't. I, I don't trust. I just do not. For, I don't either. I just don't trust, trust him. Like, he's – Daniel Jones is not, not the answer. No, I agree with you. So, that'll be interesting. Um and then as far as the AFC goes, I know we were talking about it last week, but if we're talking about people that are rising, I think the Browns are on the rise. I hope that the Titans are on the rise because I really like the Titans. Like, they're very interesting to me. But how are the Titans, like, on the rise from what, though? Like, they went, what did they finish, 11-5 and five last year? So what? What? how much further are they going to rise? Well, they need to push themselves into AFC championship slash Super Bowl contention. So it's like, what move are you going to make? For sure, as we talked about last week, their D needs, you know, they've got some holes they need to fill. And also, like we talked about last week, I think they would be suited trying to make a move at quarterback to try to find that dude that's going to bring them over the hump and not be a game manager because – They've got a lot of offensive weapons that an uh, elite quarterback could really, you know, um, yeah, ex, you know, push forward to make an elite offense. Because you could argue now they're an elite offense, and that's just based on Derrick Henry running the ball. And like this AJ Brown dude that I've been talking about, that I think's a top, you know, a future top receiver in the league. He's putting up numbers, and you look at him, bro. He's getting like five receptions a game, dude. He's not even touching the ball much because they don't have an elite quarterback to get him the ball. It's just when he's touching it, he's exploding for these huge gains. So yeah. get a elite quarterback in there, man. Like you get that that'd be huge for your offense. Open up the passing game, and that'll make it easier on Derrick Henry because the Ravens just were like, let's stack the box and not let Henry do anything. And you guys need to beat us with your passing game, and they definitely could not. So that's yeah. where they need to make improvements. Like I said, as far as the AFC, I think like the Raiders, but then uh, we talked about, I think the Browns can be really good. Um, but the team that I think like, um, again, it's not like a middle of a pack team that um, they're kind of young, but I think they can make some moves. I, I like the Chargers because I, I like, I think kind of Justin Herbert kind of put everybody on notice how mm-hmm. good he is. I don't think everybody was expecting it. So I really do think that they can be really solid as um, going into next year, just depending upon, again, the type of moves um, that they uh, that they end up making. What about the Dolphins, bro? They have a third overall pick and then like another top 20 pick. They went 10 and 6 last year. Pretty good looking D. I don't know if I trust Tua, but they played great. So... That's yeah, I mean crazy. the defense is solid. Defense is solid. They got what's next to yeah. I don't yeah. I mean you're right. And six, man. I mean, if someone told you that at the beginning of that season, like I would have thought it'd just been another year. Yeah. And you I think w- about the amount of like just 
inconsistency that they had. And I'm not talking about, but like, you never knew from one week to the next, like who your starting quarterback was going to be or like, you know what I mean? So like when you can get a sense of consistency like that, I think that kind of helps to level things off. So where it's not making players anxious. So um, that's a great pick. Yeah. I don't know where Fitz magic's going to end up, but uh, dude's a ball. I like your comment about new England though. That'd be crazy. That would be insane. If Bill Belichick came to a podium and said, Ryan Fitzpatrick is our guy. That would just be like, wow. He just seems like, and I love Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he just seems like the exact opposite of what people would say the Patriot way is. Like, he just does not seem like, I don't know. It would be what very if him, interesting. What if him and Deshaun, like, get remarried in New England? <laughs> like, like for real, like, they met up in New England. They, it's not like New England don't need receivers. Yeah. That is true. And Deshaun would be pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. And they already had that connection from when they played in Miami. Yeah. Or no, not not Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about Deshaun Jackson? Yeah. He played in Miami? No, no, no. He didn't play in Miami. Where did he play? Philly. Philly, yeah. Had okay. to reconnect there. Okay. Yeah, maybe, man. Deshaun, I don't know about Deshaun, bro. My dude's old. He's a really you know what? A It wasn't even in Philly, no. It was in yeah, Tampa. It was like, Oh, you're right. He did play in Tampa for a season Tampa. or two, and then he went back to Philly. That's I was gonna yeah, say. I was like, I don't. Know. But you're right. They did play together. Um, as far as the NBA, we got the All Star starters announced. I don't think the rest of the team, right? No, the reserves will be announced on Tuesday. And then it, I I didn't read this, but from when I'm looking at the uh, results, are they they're not doing a draft this year? They're just straight up doing East and West again. Uh, I don't know. I know that uh, KD and LeBron will be captains, but I didn't see where a situation where they're just going to do they're going to do East and West. I thought they were still doing the. I thought so. I I don't know why they would have stopped it, but like it says that like the East and West starters are announced. Nope, it says not- Brent, James, and Durant will pick their respective teams during a um, teams from the remaining twenty two All Stars. Okay, March so 4th. the starters remain. Is that how that works? I wonder this year they're because dude, like the pictures no, I'm so- seeing show like the so they'll pick so they'll they just announce who's gonna who's those starters or whatever and i think they just kind of show like who um they thought uh like who um maybe they just put them there as all starters and who made it from the west as starters that's not going to say like who's going to be specifically that's fair that's what that was okay um so yeah no they're, they're still doing the picks yeah well it's so let's see then so that means we have LeBron and KD as captains, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. And then as far as who came out of the East, I think we have Kyrie. I'm trying to think. Kyrie, who. Bradley, Bill, Giannis, Joel, and KD. And then in the West is Bron, Luca, Steph, Steph yeah. Kawhi, and uh, the Joker. Okay. It's a pretty good start, like top 10. That'll be a very interesting. There's a, there's a glaring there's a glaring yeah bro dame, dame lord needs to be in there he had like the amount of and i get it like you know there's luca has an advantage because he has like an entire country behind him getting you know giving him votes right so there's a little bit of that but like the fact that dame just because i feel like he consistently just doesn't get the respect that he deserves 
easily probably one of the most clutch. He's made the most clutch shots over the last couple of years than anybody in the league. That yeah, that man. is a stat. Oh yeah. Anybody. It's just it's just uh it's a voting it's a fan voting thing man like yeah. he just doesn't have the uh, poll that Steph or yeah. Luca has. I mean, and, like who's looking for Portland, right? Like it's just uh, not that place. But he Dame deserves to be an All Star starter. Granted, he'll still be an All Star, but he he deserves to be an All Star starter. He definitely does, like, man. He he's that's a glaring thing. And like some people were talking about, like, well, what about like Donovan Mitchell? Like the Jazz has a number one pick, or not the number one pick, but they have a number one record in the league right now. Um, and I get what they're saying, but I don't. There's still a, a a level that I think Donovan hasn't quite hit yet. Um, that Dame is already at and, and playing at. Yeah, I mean, Dame to me, and uh, people like we were just saying, like he's not almost like a Steph or Luca as far as like an in-house like superstar uh, with popularity, but he's hit superstar status with just the moments that he's produced in the playoffs and in clutch situations. Man, the dude is just cold-blooded. He's my favorite player. Um, it's it's an atrocity, bro. That's all I can say. It is. It's, it's crazy. And can we talk? And somebody mentioned this. Like, why does Dame not have a uh, have a watch endorsement? He sh- yeah, he should. Like, why? What? Like, who is? What watch company is missing out on? Him? Like, come, what? Do you understand? Come on now. Can you imagine that commercial? He hits the shot and points to his wrist, and it's a Rolex or something like that. Come on, they are missing something. out on money. Yeah, that's a Get good point. That man, bro. a watch endorsement stop playing with that guy <laughs> he's just disrespected man all the way around like the dude is uh, look, call step up yeah yeah <laughs> or not nah, Steph, sorry get call dame up it's dame time give him that man a, he need a, he need a watch endorsement what are we doing <laughs> like dame, this is crazy i thought about like damn that's true he really does need that like who genius he does man he does where do you think uh, – what's your take on – so um, the Pistons and uh, the Cavs have both decided with Blake Griffin and Drummond respectively that they're going to sit him until they can find a trade, which I understand. Uh, I think both of them feel like it's time for them to move on from them and either rebuild or just see what they can get for them. But uh, obviously Draymond made those comments about yeah. how there's, you know, the double standard, which I do – when he said, like, at face value, I do agree with his point that – people are so loyal to teams or players are so loyal to teams and they can just trade you, you know, on the whim, but like people burn jerseys of players that decide like, you know, they want to get out, uh, whether it's through trade or free agency. I just don't agree. And I, I don't know if we talked about this uh, when we were first starting the pod, but like when it's stuff like AD or James Harden, when you're contractually obligated to be playing, like, I don't like that when it's like, I'm just going to throw a hissy fit and, you know, get my way out of here. I, that's just how I feel about it. So what you were mentioning before, that's not what Draymond was talking about. What you just mentioned, that's what Draymond was talking about, right? So like people get upset because players realize like, this isn't where I want to be. This isn't a mm-hmm. place for me, right? And so I don't want to be here. But when a team like the Cavs that has a – that has a player that is contractually obligated to be there and then all of a sudden you're telling like nah go away we'll find some place for you to go but take play but people don't get mad at the teams when they do that to the player but the player has to remain professional in that sense 
but that we think it's unprofessional when the players do things to get out of their con- to get out of the places where they don't no longer want to be. That's what he was mentioning. Okay, because that's the double standard. Is the teams can do it even though they made an agreement with this player, like, hey, we gave you a five year contract, we want you to be here, or we traded for you, and we want you to be here. Now all of a sudden we're like, no, nah, we don't need you anymore. We're gonna do this. Yeah. So that that's what he was mentioning. The thing is, though, when I heard Chris Bouchard say this on First Things First, you have to understand, like, the employer is always going to have certain rights that the employee doesn't have. You know what I mean? Like, that's, you know, and it's business both ways. And I don't have a problem with players deciding they don't want to be there anymore. But I think you still play and you notify them like, hey, like, I want to be traded. And like, you know, I want to be traded. Whether it's I mean, now James or... still played. AD still did. played. They still play. I guess. It's true. I just, I, I don't know. I really like, I respect... And this is the thing, like LeBron came on to the comments and, you know, was like, I, I back Draymond, which is fine. But it was just interesting for me to hear that because LeBron has been a class act as far as like he fulfills his contractual agreements everywhere he goes. And then he leaves in free agency. Like, that's just always what he's been about. And I really respect that. So this is a thing where I think this is different in the sense of like normal day to day of like you as an employee or whatever you know with you having to do your job and stuff like that we have to realize that players themselves are an entity they are their own business right mm-hmm. so they have to hold themselves like a business so if a business agreement is no longer to your benefit or to your liking you have to find ways to get out of that All right so it's not a normal like how we go about our jobs our nine to fives and stuff it's not the same that's true so that's where I think people may get a little bit misconstrued about the, the the dynamic of that when it comes to NBA players because their skills and their body that's that's their business and, and so they're just less expendable, right? Like it's not yeah. like you know like a me and you's business if we quit or something. Okay, we'll find another person that does it. Like there's not many James Hardens in the world, bro. Exactly. Like you're not, you're just, so. And they have to max. They have to maximize. Like we can be working for 30, 40, 50 years. They have to maximize the time that they got. Because at some point we know their body starts to deteriorate and it just don't have that. This doesn't have the same value. So they have to maximize it as best as possible. Very true. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. That's a really good point, man. I, uh, I, I definitely don't have an issue with anyone, you know, if, especially NBA players. Like if you want to get out, like I, I totally get that. It's just, I don't know. Sometimes it's the way that it's, like for me especially james some of it just seemed like blatant disrespect like going in the club with like your mask off and just kind of like just stuff like that that was a bit much i'll give him that like that was a bit much like you can like because i think even like i think the way ad did it was fine like he just let it know like i don't want to be here right Mm -hmm. he still went out and he still played and stuff like that did he play probably to his greatest probably not but he's still out there and he still performed well Mm -hmm. right where james was like made it clear like he was just clearly showing that it wasn't there and it was it was and I don't think it's necessarily the disrespect to the to the team but it's more so as like John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins were talking about it's like you almost disrespecting them as players right like we come in here and we busting our ass like at the very least you can do is just come in here and just put forth an effort definitely definitely with that being said where's the best place for drumming so um we talked about this a little bit um i i think the best place for him is boston okay like they need a big man that can get rebounds tristan thompson is not it daniel tice is not it so if they can bring drumming in that'll really solidify 
uh, that team, I think, for them and make them really run. So that way when they go up against, you know, the Sixers, they can compete and they mm-hmm. can, you know, they have somebody that can go in and bump with Joel. Um, that would be awesome. So that um, – and then the other place, which I, I don't know if it will happen, but it will probably be the Clippers. Clippers. I mean, yeah, they do need a center. Because I uh, who are they running at center right now? Zubak? Ibaka. Ibaka. Okay. He's their starting center. Yeah, I don't know, man, actually. I, I, I mean, I, he helps them space the floor, right? Because like, it's not like Ibaka is still not a good um, – Well, he's a shot blocker. He's a shot blocker, and he's a, a decent rebounder. But Drummond – is just he's a, like if you can shift and put Ibaka at the four, which is much more of a natural spot for him to be at, mm-hmm. that makes things better. So, um, but yeah, I definitely think like Phoenix. And then someone mentioned this, um, my my boy Alex Fush. So shout out to Alex, first to the party, but the Raptors. Raptors would be very interesting because they do need it. I don't even know who they're running at center since they got rid of Marcus. Chris Boucher. Yeah, no. I think his name is dude from Oregon. Like, That's not just it. really thin, frail guy. I mean, he was yeah. like top five in a league in blocks, but like, yeah, no. Nah. Boston would be awesome though, and I'm not even necessarily a Boston fan, but it would be cool to see them elevate from always hovering at like that top five in the Eastern Conference area. You know, getting to some Eastern Conference Finals and getting bounced, but like that could maybe that one. I don't think that put them over the hump as far as winning a championship, but it would like make them a bona fide top two or three contender in the Eastern conference. So, yeah. Cause, Cause they still got those two wings that are balling, bro. Like both Tatum them and are, Brown are nasty. Yeah, man. Such Kimba a good to, They need Kimba to get it together. Yeah. Dude, if Kimba was playing like a resemblance of how he used to, they would be a force to be reckoned with, but yeah, he is just. Hopefully the all-star man. break will help him some. And then who, is there even a market for a Blake Griffin right now? Like I, like where the hell? So a trade is not going to happen. We can let that pipe dream go. Trade is not going to happen. Nobody's going to buy Blake's contract, right? Like nobody's going to do that. So it's going to be, what's going to happen is a buyout's going to happen. And then he's going to go somewhere. That's, that's what I see happening with Blake. Now I talked to you about this. Like, I really think that he would be pretty good in Phoenix just to have him reconnect with CP, but they need some, they need another big guy out there. Um, and I think his ability, again, he can still step out and stretch the floor, but I think him being someplace warm and make it feel a little bit better. And plus I don't think Blake is really playing all that enthused anyway. Like Blake is averaging 12 points a game. Like, he, he can need, average more than that. He needs to get back into that kind of role, though, that he would be if he went to the Suns. Because, like, this is not it. Like, what he was doing the last two years in Detroit of, like, trying to be, like, this poor man's LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, yeah, bro, it's, like, that's it's not, not – It's not working. You're definitely all-around talented, but you're not all-around elitely talented. Like, you're best yeah. suited as a four. And like you said, but he's worked on his jump shot. And assuming that he has just been playing without any motivation and he could get back to how he looked the last couple of years in that – but in that, like – third fourth option role rather than you know taking the ball up like again he reminded me of like a poor man's lebron when he was like healthy in detroit like they were trying to run him as like he's running the point backing people down like just running yeah. the whole offense and it's like that's not that's not it for me yeah i, I don't yeah, know i think so i think phoenix could be a really good um spot for him mm-hmm. um that'd be interesting bro they'd have two really big or good big dudes i don't know how good blake is defensively um, but him and Aiton there on the offensive end would be scary for sure. A little scary there defensively. Eh, not the greatest, bro. <laughs> um, Definitely not. And, and the other place I could see Blake going to, granted, I don't know if they would do this 
um but um but maybe San Antonio like because LaMarcus Aldridge is San Antonio is a sad shell of what it used to be I feel I bad. mean well let's not they they are 16 they're in the sixth spot right now in the West they're 16 and 11 Okay, but do we think they're going to make any noise whatsoever in the playoffs? Because I don't. No, we don't. But, like, for the fact, with you look at the, the roster that they have and where they're sitting right now, you wouldn't expect it. Yeah, that's just on Pops right? greatness. And Blake does give them a boost as far as talent goes um, for what they have, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't – I. yeah, I think they would – he would definitely give them – a, a boost in in talent because like who is their starting four? Is Aldridge playing the five? I think it's Keldon Johnson is playing. Aldridge is out. He hasn't been playing. Like Jakob Portal is their starting center, and then I think Keldon Ooh. Johnson is their. <laughs> Johnson is, I think they're starting power forward, and he's six five. And Demar is playing, y'all starting three, and Demar is was six 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 five. So like, they're small, and I think Blake would kind of help come in. They can drop Keldon Johnson to the to the bench. Demar Rose, Demar Derozan might have one of the most depressing NBA careers I've ever seen, bro. Dude was just getting not not for his physical and individual uh, accolades, like he's a great player, but just like seeing him get smacked by LeBron every single year in the playoffs, and every single year they would be like, "This is our year, we got it." They'd win the one seed and then get like just sunned by LeBron's Cavs, no matter how good or bad they were. And then the season that he gets out of there, they win a fucking championship. Like that, like I just. That's bad. not fair to him, though. Like because like LeBron wasn't there, right? Like so, I don't think that's not. You can't put that on. Oh, I'm not. I'm saying it's depressing. Just like it, looking it at it, it's like that sucks, it bro. I'm sorry you had to go through that shit. That's... <laughs> and you go to San Antonio, who's been over the last twenty years one of the most winningest franchises in sports, and they are just mediocre. A shell now. of themselves. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a shell of themselves. Like, poor guy. Poor Demar. What did you did you watch the uh, Laker Brooklyn game last night? I did. I asked what that. That's what yeah, it was. Just wasn't it was, really. It just was. I mean, well, granted, like the Lakers were not only without AD, but they're also without Shooter because of protocol, safety, mm-hmm. and protocol issues. But mm-hmm. I, I don't. To be honest, it's because like, Ky- Kyrie really didn't have that good of a game. He only had maybe like sixteen points. I think it was. And he but didn't I shoot think, the ball well. Yeah, but I think had Schroeder been there, I think he would have played a little bit better because he felt like it was a little bit of a tougher competition. Like KCP, Alex Crusoe, like Quinn Cook, like they don't get they. Yeah, that's not competition to him, right? Um, but then I th- I think again it just kind of showed. I think people are like asking a lot of questions about the Nets bench, and that bench really kind of showed up for them last night too. Like Joe Harris showed up uh TLC showed up like they're they just they had to they got Jeff Green played a pretty pretty decent game I just really scared me how how small they are though when are no I just don't get when we're willing to admit that they're easily going to win the championship and you can bet your back <laughs> on it. like I like you're just, just doing what everyone else is doing bro like I hate it like Katie has done it again bro 
Nice K walk <laughs> to the next championship, buddy. You did it, brother. God. So, so we, so we're gonna do this again. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna do this again, huh? You gonna uh, sit here and, and act like your boy ain't ain't start this? Is that what we're gonna do? Yeah. Well, he started big, it. The big three started it, but in Boston. But they didn't, they didn't orchestrate that. Yeah, that's true. LeBron orchestrated his. I, I have no problem with player movement and, you know, joining other stars and stuff. It just seems like KD has pushed the envelope too far on two occasions now where it's just like, bro, you were completely rigging the deck in your favor, bro. Like, yeah, we don't have to get into it again. It's just, I just want everyone to admit, <laughs> you know what? You don't have to admit anything. I just want to go on the record and say that I have not a 1% doubt that Brooklyn's going to win it all. They're going to win the championship. It's it's booked. It's done. Like they they've won the championship this year. So. Yeah, I mean, because you think about it, like we know that they don't play the greatest defense, right? They don't need to. That's what I'm saying. Because it's like, who's gonna stop them on defense? No. <laughs> like, like they don't have to stop you, but can you stop them? You're no. gonna miss shots. If you can lock down two of the greatest <laughs> offensive talents playing on one there's team, there's another one. There's another <laughs> one. Like it's um it's impossible and it is an interesting debate though so i guess we can talk about it because they've been talking about it since lebron made that comment like have we forgotten about katie with stephen clay what do you think's better because uh, golden state was so good with ball movement bro and that clearly the shooting was better but obviously the nets have all three of those are clearly better isolation players so it's just such a tricky thing to like uh dissect and compare I, I mean, that's a, that's a tough conversation. I do not know. I think I need, like, I, because we haven't seen them. We've only seen them on the court together seven times. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know if I know enough about that, that team right now to kind of really give an opinion at the moment. Mm-hmm. If I'm it is tough to kind of say that, like, with Kyrie and James, that that's better than Clay and Steph. Like Steph, like we understand that if we're looking at it right. So let's let's if you want to put it to where Kyrie and Steph are in the same bucket, and then James and Clay are in the same bucket, right? So I think one kind of uh, one kind of takes over the other, right? So you would probably consider Steph to be better than Kyrie, right? And then you would say the, that James is better than Clay. I don't know. I think we're looking at that differently, bro. Cause I like how we were just saying who's going to stop them um, or who like they're, they're suspect defensively. Golden state was a great defensive team. Um, Clay is a top, in my opinion, top 10 perimeter defender. Katie emerged when he got there as a defender. And obviously we know they had Draymond green. So like as an all around team, I think, and plus they won two championships and one before Katie was even there. So it's like, I think like it, it's going to be hard to argue with that unless Brooklyn rattles off a couple championships. So but if, individually yeah but like individually those three like uh but that's what i'm comparing it's just that that pet that triple that package of those three trips right like if i'm looking at it from a point guard standpoint you look at steph and kyrie who would you rather have like would you who was better steph or kyrie (sighs) you have to say steph is better just it's okay yeah he's better right the shooting makes him better it is a thing and then you look at james and clay james is the better player right Sure, but I'd rather but have I Clay think, on my team. But what? 
I'd rather have Clay on my team, but I think James is better. I'll take James. <laughs> but I think what what make what separates them is because what what makes the separation with the Nets is that like they all can go and go get their own bucket at any time in the game. Yeah. Can Clay do that? No. Can Clay get his own bucket at any time? No, he's predicated on coming off of screens and stuff like that. For sure. I totally agree um, with you there. Where James is a problem with the ball in his hand. Yeah, all three of them are, man. It's absolutely insane. So if I'm leaning towards that, I would lean a little bit to- more towards the Nets, but it's difficult to argue just because of the shooting. Like, the, I think people don't really realize how good of shooter, like that shooting combo is with Stephen Clay. I mean, it's the reason why they call the Splash Brothers. Like, you look at the you look at Golden State right now, and they are 16 and 13 with Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you those are the two greatest shooters. There? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And they just played such good team basketball. It was yeah. – I, I boycotted watching them, but, like, I'm sure it was fun to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I respected the hell out of Golden State before that, too, though. Like, seriously, like, the, the, even before Katie got there, that was just their – you know, that was their MO. They were just moving the ball. It wasn't isolation ball, really. It was we're going to move it quick and get to the open shooter or get an easy bunny, you know, in the paint. And they were, they were incredible at it. Um, and hats off to Steph for continuing to ball while your boy clays out, man. Steph, like I, I was kind of always rooting against you guys when you were going against LeBron, but down. like, yeah, he's holding it down for sure. Like the dude is been going nuts. So, so since we're talking about Steph and Clay, give me your top five, like, like MVP candidates right now. Going LeBron number one, uh, Embiid number two. That's going to be hard for those two. They might move between each other, but for them to get out of the one and two bracket, it's going to be really hard unless they fall or someone rises. So those two uh, right now have LeBron and then Embiid, but that could change. But like I think those two are going to be a lock there. At three, I'm probably still going to put Joker. But because Golden State is 500, if they can get to, like, a top five, bro, I'm going to have Steph right up there because, like we're saying, like, he is holding it down. And if they can be, like, a top five seed, I could justify him being a real MVP candidate. I just think it's hard to do that when you're lower than that. And then I, I'd want to have KD in there. But, again, he's it's just, like, you know, they're, they're, they need to be the number one seed because of how good they are. Like, you need them to be the number one seed. And Katie to keep playing like how he is for me to put him up there. So I'm going to say LeBron, then Embiid, then Joker, then Steph, and then Donovan Mitchell. And I know that sounds disrespectful because they're the one seed, but like, I don't know. I just don't think. You're doing what we just talked about at the start of this segment. You're disrespecting huh. Dame Lillard. That's true, man. You're like, not wrong. Like, like, what are we doing here? Are we like, come Where on. Where do you have bro. him? Dame. I would have to put Dame at three. Okay. They have a better record. They're at 18 and 10, and their roster is pretty much just yeah, no Nurkic. John, no Nurk. No yep. Collins. No CJ. You know what? Like, yeah, you're right. I'm looking at this right now. He's got to be top five. Like, he has to. Like, I would go I would go Bron and Bede, Dame. You know what? I can't even put Joker in there. They're eighth seed. 
that's I can't yeah but they also started like in the in the bottom of the barrel yeah. but then I, i'm right with you i would i probably would put joker in there right now i would probably put james at five okay like that's I'd fair. probably put hard that five. You look at the what he's been doing, and like dude has been balling. So that would be my five. It would be right now. It'd be Brian and B, Dame, Steph, and then James Harden. Okay. What do you think that? Um, I don't think anyone MVP's ever won it that late. Does that? I mean, I don't think it's going to swing the argument one way or another for LeBron fans or haters if he wins this MVP. As amazing as it'll be, like I don't think it's really going to do much other than say he tied Jordan in MVPs. But uh, that would be crazy if he won this year, just because of the age. He's I don't I yeah. don't know if there's anyone that's played at this level that late into their career. Yeah, it's. I mean, no, and, and he's carrying I mean, them. Like, it's funny, we talked about at the beginning of the season that, like, the Lakers were, we expected, like... But yeah, we expected AD, but no. They haven't been, man. Like, he's been carrying them. Like, it's... Yeah, but they were talking about it, too, because you think about it. AD had, like, a similar injury while they were in the bubble, and they really didn't have much time to, like, reju- really rejuvenate their bodies. Mm-hmm. Maybe had was, like, two and a half months. Um, and then you had to get back at it. So I don't know if he really had time to let that let that injury heal, and then he re-aggravated it again. Mm-hmm. So um, we know that AD's had a, a history of just being a bit injury prone. Definitely. Um, so w- we'll see. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just I feel bad for Dame, man. Like it's, it's, and I don't know. Cause like they've never showed before that they really can make that push for a championship. I know they did make a Western conference finals, but uh, I wish he had all his pieces, man, just to see like what they could do because I would love yeah, nothing more than to see Dame win a championship. Because CJ was cooking this year. They start off the season. That dude was cooking. And from three, man, which is crazy. Cause most of his work is usually, he was yeah. leading the league in it. Most of his work is usually in the mid-range, but this season, bro, he's clearly stepped outside of that, which is awesome. Hitting with, like, five threes a game. Like, dude was cooking. So, what's your prediction, then? Um, Who's, like, if you had to pick today, who's going to the finals? Uh, I mean, we. I think it's just – it's probably be between the Lakers and the Nets. Um, But I want to see – I – I think I have to put a little bit of respect because I've probably been disrespecting the Utah Jazz a little bit. Um, they play the Lakers on the next week. They play they uh, we play them on the twenty fourth. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that game goes. And matter of fact, they play the Clippers tonight. But I think Leonard and everybody else is still out, so I don't know how much you can really read into those games right now. But the game on the twenty fourth, I'll be interested to see how that game goes. Okay, and like I respect the Jazz, but I don't. Um... I don't see them making much noise late in the playoffs. They'll probably win a series or two because they're, uh, you know, a top pick. But uh, I've got the Clippers in Brooklyn, and then Brooklyn winning in probably five or six. Um, Is it because you're just not sure what's going to happen with AD? Or you even with AD? Yeah, yeah. And even with AD, like, you know, we didn't get to see that this, you know, and it was the bubble, but we didn't really get to see um, what that playoff series would have been that. like. That would have been I awesome, right? Um, I I'm not going to lie. I just don't trust AD, nor do I trust Paul George, but I feel like the Clippers have a better all-around team than the Lakers. Um, And 
I don't know, man. It's I would have to give it to the Clippers. I can't say it definitively, but I think the Clippers will come out of the West, assuming that they all stay healthy and play yeah. reasonably as expected and not, you know, choking it away. I just I have no idea what's going on with AD and like with that injury and stuff. And I just think LeBron's not, you know, as great as someone is. You can't drag a team past an amazing team like that without some supporting help. Yeah. So. Yeah, if AD doesn't get back to his usual self, you're probably right. They'll probably beat the they'll probably beat the uh, Clippers. Because I don't trust the Jazz. Like they have not, you know, they have no playoff they experience. They, well, I mean, not even the playoff experience. I think you there's a becomes we've kind of seen this consistently throughout the playoffs and championships. Like you have to have at some you have to have some type of superstar talent, mm-hmm. and I don't think Donovan's there yet. No. I think do could. I think he's a really good player? Like he showed that he can kind of do those things, but um, I think with Mike Conley being there, it kind of takes the ball out of his hands to where that you are not allowing for him to be his best self because his best self is when he has the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if I I tr- I just don't know if I can trust it right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with it too, and I really like Donovan, but I feel like you need that like all-time great bona fide superstar to really make a push for a title, and I just don't have him there. I'd say he's, if they go up against either one of those teams, I think it's they'll they'll find a way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Way. Yeah, and then as far as um, boxing goes, man, um, my favorite fighter, Terrence Crawford, is looking for his next fight. Uh, we don't really know what's going to happen yet. I don't know if you know who Sean Porter is. He does some announcing for boxing. He's had some good fights. Is, yeah. and, you know, he's lost his only two, like, really big mega fights with uh, Errol Spence. I forget who the other dude's name was, but he's a very good fighter. And he declined to fight Terrence Crawford for $2 million, just saying that that was, like, a disrespectful amount of money to be offering him, which I guess you can say is kind of fair, but again like who Sean Porter has not really proven to be box office because he hasn't won any of his big pay-per-view bouts so I don't know if he has the uh the poll to even dictate that so for him to I mean I I don't know what purses he's usually getting paid but like you have a chance to beat Jamal or Jamal Terrence Crawford bro like I I I, I don't know unless you're afraid That'd be a that's what that was kind of jumped in my head like maybe he's like i i don't know if i'm ready for that that right now i need to i need to get a fight in before i i, I jump into that i love terrence crawford bro i love a, that dude it's a bad dude he is man. yeah i, I uh yeah, yeah then, I, I don't know what about uh because they also said that pacquiao they wanted him to fight which i think that would be first of all that's just wrong like i i think that's pacquiao that's not a problem that you want at this age and stage in your career but he was like yeah i'll do it for 40 million and they're like bro no one's got the money to for 40 million dollars for you man like that's just like you're between him and pacquiao between terrence crawford and pacquiao but oh, uh okay. that I almost feel like that may have been Pacquiao's way of being like, yeah, I don't want that fight either. Just to like claim that he needs a ridiculous amount of money for it. Um, Cause there's no way to really market that. I think I, like most people would agree that at this point in Pacquiao's career, Terrence Crawford would make light, pretty light work of him. So, so, so if it was to be a fight to where he could get that much money or demand that much money, who would he need to fight? Pacquiao? Is that no. Crawford. Crawford. Errol Spence or Canelo. Um, 
I would like to see Errol Spence first because that's kind of the fight that everyone's been talking about for a long time. And uh, I don't know, like, the you know, they both claim that the other one's dodging them and stuff like that. And it's really hard to make a fight happen, man, when you got two guys, especially if they're signed to different promotional teams and stuff like that. But, like, those are just two clearly the best at where they're at. I think they're in welterweight. Um, and that's just like a fight that I really want to see. But eventually I'd like to see Canelo come down a little bit and get knocked out by Terrence Crawford. That'd be awesome. So, <laughs> Not a big Canelo fan, huh? He's a great fighter. I just, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would just have my money on Terrence and be heavily rooting for Bud as well. So do you like yes, Canelo? Sure. I, I, I do like Canelo. I think he's pretty solid. Um, I do kind of question sometimes some of his competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he's, I think he's learned from that fight that he had against Floyd. Um, his defense has gotten, has gotten better for sure. Um, so I think he's starting to really kind of come into, he's coming to his own as far as like being a top tier boxer. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, you know, that those fights that he had with triple G, I just think we need to see more of those, like, top-notch like mega boxing matches from him yeah i agree man like like because you're at that point in your career where it's like bro that's all you should be fighting at this point like you've you know made your money i think he's over 50 fights so it's like you've unified and a covered one belt in a couple different divisions from this point on you should be only fighting for championships or like unifications or super fights like we don't need to see you yeah. against these other dudes anymore it's like we we know what that's about um and then if we jump up to the heavyweight division, I don't know if you've seen it, bro, but Tyson Fury put a video on his Instagram of him like uh, running around in the water. If you haven't seen it, you're going to have to check it out. I'm going to have to check it out. Go look at it. He looked big, bro, like really big. And now people are speculating, like, is this another what he did after he beat Klitschko? Like, is he going to balloon back up and lose it mentally and like not have, you know, any type of motivation to – uh do it you know with joshua and try to unify um i would like to think that that's not the case i feel like he is in a better headspace but the video he did look pretty chubby in the video as if he hasn't been running much or doing much <laughs> road work because the dude you know he just he looks pretty big let me see if i can find this video yeah, i mean he, it don't i don't think it takes a lot for him to like be to get there either though right like no yeah and he's you know he's got that work ethic he's shown you know after his depressive state how he dropped hundreds of pounds to get down to fight wilder but uh it's um just a question that's on people's mind because of his history of you know his mental illness so i don't know did he delete his fucking instagram i think he may have deleted his instagram bro what the hell Y'all was over there fat shaming him. Dude, that's odd. So we're trying to look for this video right now, and I can't find it. You probably can find it online somewhere. But uh, he had an Instagram like two days ago when I was watching that. So that, that that's really weird. But yeah, there's a video of him like kind of running through the water. It's really big. His, his game has never really been predicated on his athleticism or his fight game, though. No. So, I mean, it's... No, you know. it's all just... He has an impeccable head movement and defense, and... He knows out of box. So, are you? Would you take him over Joshua right now? Probably. Yeah, me too. I would as well. Yep. 
I just think Fury's been on that stage uh, longer, I guess, and has had tougher competition. But I, I, I think I'm too critical of AJ sometimes because he did fight Klitschko, bro, and Klitschko knocked him down, and uh, Joshua got back up and knocked him out. So, like, he has heart. Like, it's it's yeah. not, you know. And then he got embarrassed by Andy Ruiz and came back and won comfortably. So, it's like, it's not like he's shown that he's resilient, and it's not like yeah. he's, you know, just, you know, out if, you know, things aren't looking hot. So, that would be a great fight. Both of them have a lot of heart and a lot of skill, and, like, I, I just need to see that. That's definitely the fight to be made right now. Yeah. Um. Um, I, uh, so the question is, do you think that fight will go the full 12? I know uh, it's a little early to call it, but yeah, it's, um, that's very interesting because as technically sound as Joshua is, he has won most of his fights by knockout. So, um, that's always in my mind in a Joshua fight is like the probability of him winning this by knockout is greater than him winning this by a decision. Yeah. But that's not really Fury's game. You know, Fury's, you know, would rather outbox you, outclass you and take it to the scorecards. Yeah. So, and no matter how much Joshua might force the issue, Fury's good at dancing and, you know, ducking and dodging. So I would probably say it would go to the scorecards. Um, Unless Fury decides to go, you know, into the fight with the strategy he had against Wilder and put your front foot forward and, you know, headhunt Joshua, then I could see it, you know, there being a knockout. Um, but I think Fury's best bet is to just put on his supreme boxing ability and just, yeah. you know, try to school him. But then Eddie Hearn, Joshua's promoter, said that in 2022 he could see Joshua fighting Wilder again. And I, I still, since we talked about him last, I don't really know what Wilder's up to. But I don't know that that I don't know how much hype that generates after he just got knocked out. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last week. Like he he needs a fight or two, get his mojo back, get his confidence back, um, and just so we can see like post Fury being knocked down, what do you look like? Mm-hmm. Right, like we we just need to see him out there. So um, I think once we see him out there and. He, and if he's back to himself, um, and I think it will be a tall tale to see whether or not he can take on that type of fight where he can go up against Joshua or uh, go up against Ruiz or who mm-hmm. Laverne, like any of these other guys. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, I agree with you. I think he needs probably at least two fights and like yeah. to win impressively for him to be considered like he's going to go back to the top stage and re challenge yeah. Fury or Joshua. So. Yeah.